Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Give it to me! Hello there, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where we analyze the hottest trends, the happenings, the things that are things, the things that we're thankful for, the things that we didn't even realize we could be so thankful for, and where we just get to celebrate the sheer delight of being together with all of you. Hey, Molly. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, my goodness. Have you been saving that all week? I actually thought it up when I Possibly. tweeted about us going live uh, 30 minutes ago. So it's been it's been That's amazing. That yeah. That's amazing. Oh my god, it is Thanksgiving. <laughs> the show where the things just keep giving. Yeah. Yep. Uh so we're so lucky. I'm going to start then with a death. <laughs> oh, super. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a death of a word. It's a death of oh. usage. So it's not quite as dark as it may have sounded. Um, the word enlarge, I, I fear, is on the way out. Endangered, you might say. What? Enlarge. Because everyone I know says embiggen. I was just going to ask you if it's been replaced by embiggen. And then I was like, that's mm-hmm. just kind of a cheesy joke. To the I'm point. Like, really? The other day, I caught myself trying to think of the word and all I could think of was embiggen. I'm like, wait, no, but what's the real word? And I couldn't think of it for, I don't know, five seconds. Dude, seriously? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I kind of like not to edit you on the fly, but clearly embiggen is the thing, which is incredible. Oh, definitely. Definitely. No, you're, you're absolutely right uh, to do that uh, for you to but the fact that enlarge, enlarge the, uh, the thing. <laughs> By adding that in, <laughs> you might say. What I did was I went ahead and embiggened the thingitude. <laughs> now, embiggen comes from The Simpsons. Uh-huh. Same episode as cromulent. But everyone knows that cromulent, while a perfectly cromulent word, isn't real. Embiggen has just become a word that everybody yeah. uses. I think it actually got, what is it? A, a, a something spirit embiggens... The smallest man. I'm literally trying out my Simpsons memory memory on the fly, but I can't remember what the spirit is. It's the something spirit embiggens the smallest man. <laughs> and and granted, I'm sure embiggen was kicking around before the up. Simpsons. So I'm not. We're not trying to claim the Simpsons invented it or coined it even, but it certainly catapulted it into noble. popular usage for sure. A noble spirit embiggens the smallest man. <laughs> like their app porter has it's been in, gift it's in, in it's been the young Jebediah Springfield <laughs> video. Oh my god. So Miriam Miriam Webster made it a word in 2018. Oh my gosh, that is so amazing that it actually is slowly but surely killing off in large. Yeah. What a delight. That's just 
and I and love that. I'm glad you're taking that that tactic on it because I'm I'm a little annoyed by it to be honest. I'm like enlarge <laughs> is a perfectly cromulent word as well, uh, but. I have to remind myself, English is a living language. The brilliance of English is that it changes and adapts over time. And this is just the natural working of English happening in front of our it's eyes. It's true. It's really true. I mean, and the fact that um, The Simpsons <laughs> is what is essentially changing language before our eyes is also just absolutely delightful. Yeah. Wow. It's, I, and I wish I had some better examples off the top of my head, but there are words we use today that in the 1800s were thought to be ridiculous. They were they were just silly. The people are like, mm-hmm. why? No, what? Why would you do that? Um, and and then they just kept being used to the point where people forgot their origin. For instance, uh, terrific meant horrifying. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And it was kind of a dumb word. Like, why wouldn't you just say horrifying instead of trying to be fancy and change terror into some other word? Yeah, I'm, I was. There's something along those lines that I was trying to think of in Canada. Yeah, there's a exactly there's a bunch moment, of those but, kinds of examples. Oh, yeah. there are a bunch of them. Well, actually, my son and I were talking about pronouns, mm-hmm. um, and I told him that in the time it is actually a relatively new. Specific pronouns in the English language are a somewhat new development. Like I think around Shakespeare and I and possibly even in Shakespearean plays, all the pronouns are they. Mm. I'm going to look this up to confirm. But it it was the case in English for a very long time that there was no specific, you know, like a man shall do what he wants. It was like a man shall do what they they want. Yeah. And it might still have all revolved around the man, but it wasn't always. It didn't have to. The, the pronoun didn't have to match the. I just, I remember reading one time an essay from the 1800s about the death of English and all these words that people were throwing around that that, that didn't have any necessary you know necessary usage and only the idiots used them uh, and they're all words that we totally use like fantastic I think may have been one of them oh uh, maybe yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been ranting for years about uh, the one that really does annoy me that I've been ranting about for years is the the evolution, the un- unwelcome evolution of the word mortified, which used to be, I think we've even had this conversation on the show because it annoys me so much. It used to just be like embarrassed, like incredibly embarrassed. And then somehow it's sort of started to mean like just awkward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's gone because it's, it's it became, root is in it death. became synonymous <laughs> with horrified. Yeah. Because it kind of sounds, it rhymes. Because it sort of sounds like it. And people Mm -hmm. were just like, I don't know, close enough. I don't know. Uh, The other one is decimate, which means to reduce by a tenth being used for destroy. Right. It just means absolutely destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, A person who's been around long enough to have thoughts on this and much more is actually my my person thing for today. (laughs) (laughs) It's a noun. Person, place, or thing. We've glanced at, and I think we might have even talked about it in a pre-show, but like, I'm just going to call it, and I'm not the only one. We got it in email, too. And I was like, uh-huh, for sure. Dolly Parton is a thing right now. Not just like in the general awesomeness that is Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton is always awesome, and that is indisputable. But right now, she has become 
like so much a part of the consciousness. And I'm going to read, thank you for moving this up in the rundown. Sarah from Bangor, Maine writes in on this thing confirmation and gives the exact reasons. As I watched Dolly Parton on the Macy's Thanksgiving parade, boom, read news articles about how Dolly funded the Moderna COVID vaccine and contemplate watching her new Christmas movie on Netflix. It occurs to me she is a definite thing these days. As America's queen of music and philanthropy, I'm not sure if she's ever really not been a thing, but now in particular, she's having a dolly sense. Uh, she uh, she's great. Uh yep. you know, trying to trying to just get everybody to stop arguing with each other, helping kids read, uh, helping viruses be fought. Uh, Seriously. I I know we don't have a figurehead in the United States, uh, but if we did, <laughs> I think I think right now I'd I'd call Dolly Parton our it's kind of our Dolly monarch. Parton. Yeah, seriously, and and like Sarah says, she's always been awesome. She's always done all of these things. She's yeah. been a great philanthropist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's you know she is a tremendous helper of people. But just right now, and I don't know if it's the the kind of strange confluence of the fact that she seems to have had a large hand and at least a million dollars worth of hand in <laughs> helping out the Vanderbilt research team that help develop this Moderna vaccine, but she is indeed everywhere. And it's not performative. It is. <laughs> it is. I think that way to be, double thing. Way to double thing. That may be the key, right? Is Dolly yeah. just does stuff and it gets attention sometimes because it needs attention to work, right? With some of the charities, sometimes because she's Dolly Parton, she's famous, but it's always, I don't know, maybe I'm naive, but it always feels genuine. I'm back. I'm back. Sorry, it was a dog thing. I absolutely agree. Like she has never been anything but her her absolute self, and, and I, never even really asked for credit. It's incredible. And she's she's been a movie star. Uh, she's been obviously a singing star for almost her entire life. Uh, she was had the variety show. <laughs> like, yeah. Is, is there any? She has an amusement park. Like she, she has an amusement take, park. Here's she the has, thing: she didn't take on Disneyland. She's like, well, let me do something like that. Not, there's no reason Disneyland can't have theirs. I'll do mine in my hometown, right? Yeah, in Pigeon Forge. And just like not mad about it. Just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this thing. There, she has an episode of Drunk History. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't know that. That's great. Dude, you all have to. This is your Friday night assignment, which is go and watch the episode of Drunk History about Dolly Parton. It is incredible. It's about her relationship with her longtime manager who kind of screws her and then, mm-hmm. but she helps him to the end of his life. I mean, and then that song, I Will Always Love You, which Dolly Parton wrote, is about him, oh, wow. her manager who like kind of screw. I mean, Dolly is everything. And also, it just sort of is one of these great stories where, like, yeah, you can get to your 70s or however old she is and just come on back around again to just absolute thingitude. Also, it's a it's one of those, you know, nice people don't always finish last. I know. Totally. Nice people just have an awesome life and are great. Her her thing is has always been like, well, just treat everyone with respect. Doesn't matter whether you agree with them or disagree with them. And, And if they do something wrong, you know try and forgive them uh yep. you know don't and don't 
don't let them push you around. You know, I'm, I'm going to be strong and independent and do what's right for me too. But that doesn't mean I have to always carry a grudge and hate. And I don't know. There's so many good things yeah, we could go on. I know. I mean, it really like there couldn't be a better, <laughs> there couldn't be a better thing. Hack, Hack says, can we get a uh, Dolly and Keanu Reeves connection for 2024? Oh, hello. <laughs> That's Reeves. the 2024 ticket as far as <laughs> right? I'm concerned. Yeah, Fine kidding. by me. <laughs> uh that's a great one and, it, and it's absolutely true it's Ollie, and it just makes you happy yeah 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 good music too even if you don't like country lots of crossover appeal yes and dolly totally. yeah mm. love it <sighs> love dolly parton all right uh my other thing for today is just something i've started to notice it's been building for a few years it's not brand new but i think it kind of came to a bit of a head this week uh the use of the music documentary to promote an artist. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have a bunch of BTS documentaries out there, especially on their own private channel. Uh, we have the Taylor Swift documentary dropping on Disney+. Plus. Uh, we have the Sean Mendez uh, documentary that is on Netflix and hot this week. Really? Blackpink had a documentary that was hot on Netflix a couple weeks back. Uh, it is the thing to do now to promote your music is to shoot a documentary. And they're not propaganda documentaries. They they always make a point of trying to show the hard times, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not trying to, to say these are like, you know, unfettered access or whatever, but, but they aren't like all glowing, look, their lives are perfect documentaries. You know, they show mm-hmm. breakdowns. They show people getting upset with each other even uh, to kind of show that these are real people. That's so interesting. So it's almost like it's the evolution of the... um movie length album video ah yeah 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 it's definitely an outgrowth of that right yeah because we we had the video itself was a way to promote music and then mtv made the video uh popular and then the movie length version of the video became the thing yeah right i think you're right and then but the thing about and the thing about you know respectfully don't come for me beehive (laughs) but the thing about the movie length music video is that it's sort of hard to watch right it's not a narrative, like you just sort of maybe put it on and do the dishes. Oh, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and absolutely. Uh, Formation and Lemonade are adjacent to this. And probably right. probably a lot of people look at what Beyonce does and goes, man, that's great. That looks really hard. Maybe we could just do a documentary. Oh, yeah. Totally. That's what I think. Like, I think, <laughs> yeah. I think probably Formation and Lemonade and then that one that was sort of the Lion King mm-hmm. reimagined oh, right, that yeah. she did too. Like, those probably all started this thing because it was like, oh, we need a promotional vehicle, but no one can ever do what she <laughs> right. does like that. But we're not quite that talented. <laughs> we're so not quite that talented. Maybe, that's crazy. <laughs> maybe we can bite off of something we so can we'll just make a, like a documentary about ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. And, okay, and I'm going to keep an eye out for this. They're pretty good. I, I watched the Blackpink one, uh, and it really talks about their rise and how they got there and, and you know, some of the some of the struggles. Uh, the Sean Mendes one is all about his tour, and he loses his voice, and he breaks down, and he cries and because he can't perform in brazil and uh of course you know you get uh oh camilla camilla cabello shows up uh because they're a thing yeah uh they're they're interesting and you get their music right they they there's snatches of performances in there as well huh 
Very interesting. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an eye out for that. I hadn't even noticed the Sean. They apparently didn't even bother to promote the Sean Mendez one to me, which I'm a little offended by. But okay, really? So Netflix didn't put, suggest it to you? No. I think you should call someone. <laughs> I think I should call someone too. I'm a little hurt. They Hi, clearly just Netflix? think that I'm old. I am. Uh, I, I would just like someone to explain why the Sean Mendez documentary. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't see that. He's very pretty. I definitely would have watched it. <laughs> the talk about two pretty people. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm still not totally convinced about that relationship, but okay, I guess so. Um, I'm watch the documentary. Oh, oh, oh my god. I and now I'm interested? <laughs> what on earth? Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right. Well, my uh, second and final thing for today is not the world's newest thing, but definitely a thing Mm -hmm. and a thing that I now have personal experience with. And that thing is the one chip challenge. Uh, Do you know about it? Are you familiar with this? Please please explain. I I have heard about it, but I don't know the details. I I actually haven't looked it up. So actually, it was my brother who uh, alerted me to this. So we have talked, of course, on this show because spicy things as a meta thing is is almost at i would argue like peak thingness yep. right now yep the spicy chips and spicy mm-hmm. that and the hot sauce this and then the hot the hot ones show or whatever the show where they make all everything the hot spicy buffalo wings and get interviewed and cry while they do it <laughs> and so uh i believe that this one chip challenge is actually an outgrowth maybe of that show i could have this wrong i don't know hmm. but basically uh this paki p-a-q-u-i.com created one chip like it's just a chip a single chip in a package featuring (laughs) this year for 2020 the world's hottest pepper the carolina reaper along with a new one-two punch from scorpion pepper and sichuan peppercorn and so the deal is that you order this one chip Uh. like from the internet or uh, we got it from amazon 26 then, bucks. <laughs> yeah. So it's supposed to be uh, $6.99 if you can get it from the website. I uh, paid $27 <laughs> to buy one for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm looking at walmart.com and it's 26 bucks there. Because my son, of course, is like super into the spicy stuff, right? He's like exactly of that age where he's just like, yeah, I, go to the, I watch all the spicy things and I'm totally into it. So uh, my brother then actually is the one who alerted me to the fact that this is a thing. And then, of course, we had to watch like a bajillion YouTube videos about it. And we did the one chip challenge uh, at Thanksgiving with my brother and my child. And then his stepmom got in on the deal too, like all bravado style. Uh And one of them threw up and a little pee came out. Yeah. Wow. But neither of them was my son. (laughs) <laughs> it was it was fast i mean basically like it looks like death it's black it's just like a uh-huh. jet black chip we it, they ate the tiniest possible pieces we handled them with gloves like it was absurd they they were in physical pain from and that's it. not even eating the whole chip oh god no no yeah. no, no not even close wow like maybe like a tenth not even <laughs> of the chip like my son had the the biggest bite. He took two bites of it. My brother ate the tiniest little crumb. Mm-hmm. And then his stepmom ate a pretty small piece and then drank quickly chugged a bunch of half and half from the carton, which oh, may have smart. led to the mm. 
Well, to the maybe gag not reflex. smart. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it worked. Anyway, yes, it was hilarious. Now they want to do something just like it around the holidays, around Christmas and Hanukkah. Um, it seems absolutely brutal. Brutal Hack in the Discord is saying that he did it as a fundraiser. It seems actually somewhat common to do it as a fundraiser. Yeah. Um, and said that he did it as a fundraiser for a local food bank. Hmm. Ate the whole thing and Yow. it was painful beyond measure. Used to get pepper sprayed for work on an annual basis, and this was worse. Oh my gosh. Says Hack. Um, I, I'm with you, Aussie Lee. I also want to rewind to pepper sprayed for work. However, I like simultaneously <laughs> want to tell you not to do the one chip challenge, but also it's pretty good entertainment. Uh, you should be aware of it. That's that, you know, we're not authoritarian. And you should know uh, that if someone, yeah, if someone comes along and tries to get you mm-hmm. to do it, now you are aware. Go in with eyes wide open and ready to cry. <laughs> and say, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder if eating the whole thing is better, not on your digestion, mind you, uh, better than nibbling because you can swallow fast, but it's a chip. So maybe not. Hmm. I mean, I think it like literally eats away at your stomach. Like I think it gives people stomach pain. I I wasn't even trying to deal with what happens once it's in your stomach. No, you don't even want to know. Or the next day or anything. Yeah, Yeah. no. Mm -mm. So, yes, should someone come to you and be like, you know, but on the other hand, I, while I was looking it up and hack points out too, that it does seem to be a somewhat common fundraiser. Like this whole stunt eating of spicy things is just like an er thing. Yeah. 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 Well, and the the challenge, the challenge thing is a, is a big tense thing. And then mm-hmm. the, the spicy thing is, is nested under that. And then the charity and then the one chip challenge. Yeah. You've got a whole Russian nesting doll of <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Insane. Uh, looking up the Pocky, uh, not Pocky, <laughs> the Asian snack, but Pocky, P-A-Q-U-I, looking up yeah. the one chip. Uh, somehow I came across... Ultra rare Taco Bell hot sauce packet number one blank misprint, $3,500 on eBay. What? <laughs> wow. <laughs> what is up with people? <laughs> no idea. That is really... I don't know if anyone's ever going to pay that either, uh, but it's coming from Wyoming, Minnesota, if you didn't want to buy it. Wow. You know, I got to say, I'm not as behind on the one chip challenge as I thought it, the, the, the current, the 2021, and I don't know if it existed before that, but the one that's out now only, uh, went on sale on September 22nd. Oh yeah. No, you're on, you're hot. So it's pretty you're, new. Uh, you're hot. You're on hot on top of it. I'm, I'm a hot on top. I did not try it. Let me be clear. Mm. No, it's cause you're smart. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, I'm the mom here. Somebody needs to be functional. Right, right. I'm, and also, no thank you. The designated driver of you to the hospital. All the crying, yeah, <laughs> yeah. made me recognize it was a good call. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are thankful for your things, uh, and so we read your feedback. Keep those emails coming. Feedback at it's a thing.me. Fordo wrote in on things that are actually cake, saying they're back, and I know about it this time as it's happening. Thanks, IAT. No, literally, I'm giving thanks to you and for you today. Happy Turkey Day, says the vegetarian in a country that doesn't celebrate the holiday. To you and all the It's a Thingers out there in podcast land, Fordo, fruitlessly looking for some tofurkey in a country where some people hang salami instead of mistletoe. Uh, 
And she sent us a screenshot of a tweet of someone peeling back a layer of what looks like a perfectly brown turkey. Oh, but it's not. But it's cake. It's all cake. Everything is cake. Everything is cake. Oh, my God. That's incredible. It's like the new Truman Show. Everything is cake. Uh, Dom wrote in to feedback at itsathing.me with more Thanksgiving flavor things and says, I heard you talking about Thanksgiving flavored food and realized that this morning I just bought this Thanksgiving flavored four pack of beer Mm. from a local brewery for pickup. Sweet potato, marshmallow, stout, Mm. cranberry, orange, cinnamon, sour, maybe coffee, vanilla, blonde ale and Mm. pumpkin cheesecake milkshake Mm. IPA. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm in for the stout. Possibly. Yeah, not not confident, but I'm, I'm in for it. Coffee Vanilla Blonde Ale. Sounds pretty great. I have, okay. to, I have to say. Maybe, those, yeah. those would be the two I would choose out of that four pack. He says, uh, <laughs> my wife, the cider drinker, will only drink beer from this place because of their fruit sours, pastry stouts, and milkshake IPAs. Now, those all sound great. That those, is very yeah. true. Uh, Nico has thoughts about the THD the doctor of thingology that was suggested uh, last week. Hello, Molly and Tom. First time emailer, medium time listener. I appreciate the (laughs) podcast. It has become part of my unwinding from the week time. And I look forward to producer Rich's shout outs every week, as do we. Regarding the doctorate of thingness abbreviation THD, just thought you should know that a (laughs) THD is in fact already a degree, a doctorate of theology. But abbreviations Uh can be more than one thing, like my wife's employer, who has an STD plan, short-term disability. Thanks for your work. Thank you, Nico. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I love that that Nico gently pointed out, like, there is a THD. You should be aware. But hey, STD is another thing that's not it's what another, you think. So, you know, so you don't necessarily have to. Uh, yeah, just I, be aware. I feel like. I like that. There, yes. Also, though, there could be some cosmic level punishment involved in stealing the, <laughs> from the doctors of theology. Like, just in case, maybe not so much. Well, yeah. I I mean, I want to say like, oh, a PhD is a doctorate of philosophy, but not everyone getting a PhD gets a doctorate in philosophy. But we are using a different TH in these. So I I think we should just go for it. We'll keep working on it. No shame in my game. I'm kind of into it. Let's do it. Yeah, me too. Fine. Um, All right. Let's see. Uh, Door and drink things from, who is this from? I can't tell. Charlie. Charlie, thank you. Charlie writes in, hello there, Molly and Tom. My fiance and I recently bought a house together that had just been renovated. It's a small house, so to save space, they installed sliding barn doors on a couple of the bathrooms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We decided to try to lean into that and promptly discovered that these sliding doors are most certainly a thing. Just walk through any furniture showroom and you'll see them everywhere. Oh my God, can confirm. I do see them everywhere. And I just realized that that's what I need in my bedroom. Now, I have this exact problem where the door, the bathroom door opens onto the thing and you have to go around the door and it's super annoying what I need is a barn door. Oh. Is there a difference between sliding? Oh, yes, there is. Okay. I was about to say, is this like a pocket door? But it's not nope. a pocket. It's a barn door. Exactly. Got it. It's All a right. barn door. Mm-hmm. Dude, so, I am getting so a barn any, door it, immediately. If anybody out there doesn't understand, it's a door on the outside that slides to the right. Or left, I guess, uh, yeah. of of the open space rather than a pocket door, which slides into a pocket in the wall. So this is not in the wall, and it's a barn door because it looks like a barn door. <laughs> like, you know, it's Dude, got the whole they door. have one at Wayfair for eighty dollars. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, and I'm probably going to get a nicer one, but oh my gosh, this is easier to install, right? Yeah, 
I see one that's also a French panel that that is not a barn door. So you can get other. Oh, yeah. You can get like the modern kind. Uh, wow. That was the right slash wrong time for me to get that because I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm coming back to my tab to go on with the rest of the email, which, oh my goodness, this also was just introduced to me. Okay. Secondarily says Charlie, my fiance is Puerto Rican and her family introduced me to a holiday drink they call Coquito named after those tiny frogs in Puerto Rico. It's stupidly easy to make. And as a middle-aged white guy, I'd never heard of it before her. Think of eggnog, but all coconut, cinnamon, and rum. Mm. The recipe is included below. Anyway, while out shopping recently, we heard two different ads for it in grocery stores, and I'm wondering if it might be a proto thing. Either way, you should try it. I don't drink alcohol, but even without the rum, it's awesome. Charlie and Melissa, I see, from Huffle House in beautiful but freezing Nashua, New Hampshire. It is coconut milk, cream of coconut, condensed milk, evaporated milk, cinnamon, nutmeg, and Bacardi rum. And oh my God. So, okay, here's what's so crazy is my producer on Marketplace Tech was just like, we were texting about the, whatever, the big special that we're doing on the weekend. He was like, oh yeah, my wife just went to the liquor store and she's making coquitos. And I was like, I've never heard of that. But I didn't ask. And now I know, thanks to our show. But you know what else I'm realizing? I think they're a thing. Oh, Charlie and Melissa have just, uh, have confirmed it, right? They just thing-firmed it. They thing-firmed it. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. Oh, my That gosh. is so crazy. Like, literally, he was like, she's making coquitos. All like, I should know what that was, and I didn't, and I probably should have asked, but... Also, perfect holiday drink, right? I Such mean, a perfect so holiday. Good. I mean, I'm I'm getting this. I mean, I'm granted, coconut these. could also be an anytime tropical drink, but yeah, the but like cinnamon, the, the nutmeg. Mm-hmm. And it almost like, it seems like it might have a little bit of an horchata type vibe going on. I am into this. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. 100. This... This email is like, I feel like this is like a targeted Instagram ad. This email is like (laughs) so relevant to my interests. (laughs) I I totally expect to see bottled coquitos from a small batch farm in Nashua soon showing up in my Instagram. (laughs) And I'm getting these modern frosted glass ash gray interior sliding barn doors. Oh, yes, you are. From Lowe's. Yeah, these are the, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, ordering these now. All right. Uh, shout outs this week as created by our producer, Rich, are based on self-serious reviews of children's books from Kirkus Reviews. <laughs> Sweet, but not saccharine and sing-song, but not forced. Lee Price is one that will invite re-readings as he affirms parental wishes for children while admirably keeping child readers at its heart. Mm. While the lack of conflict and plot in favor of unapologetic sentiment makes this patron a quick read, that doesn't make Kevin Sill any less endearing. The text implies, or rather demands, a shared reading transaction in which Eric Duncan is compelled to read the text aloud no matter how completely ridiculous it is. Overall, Jake Woods's intentions are above board, but he is a patron intended to teach about positive values and behavior, and as such, he comes across as somewhat treacly and proselytizing. <laughs> Sorry, Jake. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> While the implied message of Gabrielle Cohen is a vital one in this xenophobic age, and her subtle delivery and imagery encourage further exploration, her final page veers off. Adding, asking readers to picture a shape rather than delivering a conclusion. Mm. Mm. The repetition of hairstyles, clothing, and facial expressions on Brad Sparks emphasizes a sameness that is characteristic of boredom. Yet even so, 
He is interesting and evocative. The line of thought leads to ruminations about false dichotomies. Perhaps Louis Saint Amour isn't just good or bad. Maybe there are more options than simply loving or hating someone. Mike Aiken's artwork outshines the text, which, although poetic and begging to be read aloud, falters in its pacing and delivers an anticlimactic, if friendly, resolution to its initially creepy tone. <laughs> Thank goodness oh for Mike Aiken's artwork bouncing all that. I out. mean, seriously. <laughs> Uh, these are amazing, and I totally know which book the completely ridiculous one is, and I cannot remember what it's called. It's by the guy uh, from The Office who plays the intern who becomes the boss, who's dating Kelly Kapoor. Um, on, help me out here. Oh, Egg, Egg B.J. Helms. Novak. B.J. Novak. B- oh, B.J. Novak. Okay. B.J. Yeah. Novak children's book. It is so delightful and hilarious, and you have to read all these dumb things. The book with no pictures. Mm, nice. I got one. Done. I got the Eric Duncan one. Anyway, what I meant to say was thank you, patrons. Yes, thank you. <laughs> we are so grateful that you uh, put up with our machinations week after week and that you support the show at the shout out level, because frankly, it's just fun for the whole family. Just like a children's book. It is. Patreon. <laughs> we want a self-serious review on Kirkus. Thank you. That's right. This is this is the show for it. Patreon.com slash it's a thing is where you can join your fellow compatriots. You can also email us your things to <laughs> feedback at it's a thing dot me. See you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Can't hold it back. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.